that, I don't know if I'm asking this. Is that solar power and water or just... Welcome. We are so glad that you are joining us this morning today at City Well Church Online. It is great to have you here. Um, and today is a special day because it is Palm Sunday. So it kind of marks the start of Easter week. Uh, our Easter at Home kit guides start today, which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, Palm Sunday. It's a great time. It is. And in case you're wondering, who are these people? My name's DJ. Oh, this yeah, is my wife, Steph. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we are just so glad you're joining us this morning. We, as a church, love kids. We love investing in the next generation. And uh, so right now, while you're doing this live stream and watching along with us, if you're interested, we have a service specifically for kids. You can access their parent cues to go along so you can talk about what they learned afterwards with us. If you just text the word Sunday to 610-590-8550, you'll get back a link to that. You can also uh, just find it on our website under the Sunday page. Uh, there's more there about that and what you can find for your kids. Yeah, and speaking of us really loving kids and investing in the next generation, we had lots of posts yesterday sharing that. I shared posts about one of our cutest helpers at our event yesterday. You always think our kids are the cutest. Yes, well, she's a great, great one. But there were also some, there were some pictures of other, I don't, they were shared, right? On Facebook and stuff? I don't know. Uh, yeah, of some of the kids that were delivering the Easter at home kits. Oh, I did not see them, but I wasn't. Yeah, I saw yeah. them. Yeah, they were pretty cool. So anyway, so yes, we do care about kids and they can be just as important. And it's fun to have them sort of alongside you. Mm -hmm. But if you are new to an online church, um, something that's really important about it is that you are engaging with us here in the comments mm -hmm. um, and or the chat, depending on what platform you are watching on. But because we can't talk to you in person and you know have those normal lobby like conversations, that's the way that we're able to do it. So make sure you are commenting so we can say hey and say we're glad that you're here. Um, so make sure you're liking the videos, you're sharing them. Mm -hmm. um, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. That is something that's very important. And ring the bell for Ding. those notifications. Okay, it doesn't make that sound. You've said it needs to, so I did for it. Did I? Did you, I I'm I pretty did. sure you did last I, week. We can probably just watch this. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I did. <laughs> so yeah, definitely subscribe. Uh, we. We love being able to serve our community. And uh, the reason we can is because the generous support of people. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you feel led to uh, invest in the church planning process for CityWell, we, we'd be honored if you partnered with us in that. You can learn more at CityWell's website uh, or by texting the word GIVE to 610-590-8550. Uh, we can even uh, still accept checks through snail mail, just Ooh, PO school. box. That's like totally like check and through the mail. <laughs> that's like big time old school, but that's fine. You're, you might alienate somebody. I'm not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> we have one person we consistently make fun of for. <laughs> right, writing checks still. That's writing right. checks still. Fine. Oh yeah. Yep, no problem. <laughs> so yeah, that 
it's always an honor when people invest uh, in this church planning process. Absolutely. So if you are new this morning, welcome. Uh, make sure you text the word new to that phone number that we keep repeating 610-590-8550. And let us know that you are new and it's your first time joining us because we want to say thank you. Um, and we want to do that by sending you some us a gift. We want to send you a gift to say thanks. Um, and it will include this really cool orange t-shirt that is super soft. It is Which soft. Which is a plus. It is, it is soft. Uh, so make sure you're texting us to let us know that you are new. Or if you've been coming back again, we want you to text the word here to that same phone number to just say, hey, I'm here again. Because there are streaks involved. You can you can get streaks if you're okay, here. Streaks. So make sure you're doing that so that we know that you're still joining us. Yeah, and so we've mentioned it a couple times, but yesterday we got out the Easter home kits and uh, you say, oh man, I missed one or I really wish I had one of those guides to go along with yeah, anything really like cool. that. Just the guide is my favorite part of that bag. <laughs> let us know and uh, we can try to figure out how to get you mm -hmm. some of that. Uh, we don't still, we don't have the full kits put together anymore, but we can definitely get you some resources from them. Uh, we'd love to just be able to bless you with those. But we also, it, we had a great time yesterday with Anchored, uh, giving away clothes and supplies to families, and then also having people pick up the kits and deliver them. So uh, we'd love for you to just kind of check out the slideshow of what yesterday was like. Welcome back. We're so glad that you are joining us this morning um, here at City Wild Church Online. And 
If you have kids this morning, make sure you check out the kids service that we have for them. So just go head on over to the website, citywell.church Sunday, and there will be a link there for your kids, preschool age through elementary school, stuff that is just for them. So make sure you check it out. Yeah, definitely. And if this is your first time joining us, we'd love for you to just text new to 610-590-8550. You'll get a quick form to fill out. really fast. Good thing it's written out. It is right now. 610-590-8550. We'll just keep repeating that until it's in your brain. It's in my brain. It's in my brain too. So yeah, text that number, the word new. We will get you a gift and a letter with some vision about CityWell and instructions for next steps if you want to keep uh, getting involved with us. Uh, you can also text here just to let us know you're here. It's the way for us to keep track of who's who's hanging out with us here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Present. You always had that kid in school. Right. You held out present. present. Mm-hmm. 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 That's true. It was you, wasn't it? It depended on the class. Yeah, it was me. I did not say that. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we're just going to uh, start our morning by praying into our time of worship today. So God, I just thank you uh, so much for who you are. I thank you for the awesome um, opportunities to be able to serve this city yesterday. Um, I just thank you for that. I thank you for Anchored um, and all that they do around um, not only um, in Chester County, but in Berks County and um, other counties. I I know there's a lot more. Lancaster County, lots of them. So we just pray your blessing over their ministry. Um, And I just pray your blessing over each family that received an Easter at home kit. God, I just pray that you are um, working in their families during this Easter week and drawing them closer to you. I also just uh, pray that you work in our hearts today um, as we we hear your word um, and as we get to worship you through song. So we we just ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Nothing you can do, your faith 
Happy Palm Sunday. Today we are starting the journey through our Easter at home kits. If you got yours yesterday, today, get out those palm branches if you didn't already. There's instructions in the kit making a, a cross. Maybe you do something else with them traditionally. Whatever you do, we'd love to see it. Make sure you're posting pictures on social media so that we can see tagcitywell.church in those pictures. But today we're finishing off a series we've called Emptied. And we just uh, next week, we're starting a new series uh, for Easter Sunday. It's called God Didn't Say That. It's going to be a lot more or a lot of fun. We're going to look at some different things. People believe God said that he didn't actually say some things we think are scripture that aren't actually scripture. We're going to take some time to look at them, talk about them and say, what does the Bible actually say on this topic? So I'm excited for our, a little more of a fun light 
series. But today we're se finishing Emptied, which we've been walking right through Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Today our verses come from verse 10 and 11 in that section. It says, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Someday, everyone will bow down before Jesus. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess. And for some of us, for many of us, when we think about that, we're like, come, Lord Jesus, come. We long for the day. When heaven meets earth, when we have our perfected bodies, no more pain, we're living in paradise. All the troubles of this world fade away and we receive the joy like that's set before us. But for now, we just long and we expect that day to come. But God gives us glimmers of what's going to come, what it's going to look like. And for, for me, Palm Sunday is one of those glimmers. It's one of those reminders that Jesus is coming back to restore this earth. And as we remember, we celebrate him marching with a crowd, actually riding on a donkey with a crowd into Jerusalem. People are shouting and clapping and cheering and they're, they're taking off their coats and they're laying them on the street for the donkey to walk across. And then they start cutting down palm branches and laying down, them down. It makes me long for the day that we're worshiping God in heaven. We have no restraint. We have no masks. We have no social distancing. We aren't worried about what the person next to us is going to think. We're not worried about what our neighbors think because we put on YouTube videos and we're just worshiping in our house with our kids dancing and going crazy for the glory of Jesus. Maybe that's my house only. I, I don't know. But I can't wait for the day that we're worshiping without restraint, laying our crowns at Jesus' feet. And Palm Sunday is a day that we celebrate and think. And I, for me, it's I'm longing for what's to come as I think about Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday was the day that Jesus came riding on donkey. But when he comes back, when, when we're getting ready for every knee to bow, every tongue confess, he's going to be riding on a white stallion. Palm Sunday is a day proclaiming freedom is here. But when he comes back, the message is going to be proclaimed that it's a time for judgment. Jesus Palm Sunday, we look and we say, okay, Jesus is uh, in the process of defeating sin's power over our life. As we look ahead to his next coming, it's defeating sin's power forever. Palm Sunday, was Jesus was in the process of restoring our relationship to God. When he returns, he's going to restore all of creation and actually bring heaven and earth together. Come on, Jesus, right? Like we, I am ready for this, but for now we're living in this earth. But the hope is we can have one eye on eternity, one eye looking at what's to come. We're going to live here knowing something better is coming and we get excited about the best being yet to come. But how does, how does this, how does knowing every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess, affect our attitude here on earth, because that's Philippians 2, 5. Our attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, right? So when we when we understand that Jesus, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess, it gives us an eternal perspective. 
It helps us see things eternally. We're not just thinking about here and now. We start thinking about then and there. So we're going to talk about two things quickly that eternal perspective gives us. And the first is it offers us peace. Let's be honest. Life is hard. Right now, the depression and anxiety rates are through the roof on people. We keep wondering, will life ever go back to normal? And to be honest, I don't know on this side of eternity what the future holds. But, and I know people are struggling. And I also know God is still on the throne. And someday we are going to have something far better than whatever our memory of normal was. And let's be honest, normal before the pandemic was already broken. Right now we keep saying, I just want things to go back to normal. But if you were to really think about pre-pandemic, we're longing just to have our old problems back instead of the new problems it brought. Because even before the pandemic, most of us were like, I just can't wait for this season to end. Oh, I just can't wait for this struggle to go away. And then the pandemic hit and we're like, oh, forget that. That was easy because now we're dealing with whatever. Let me say this again. There is a day coming that the pandemic and pre-pandemic problems we deal with here on this earth are no more. So let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Knowing this too will pass. Whatever we're dealing with, it's going to pass. It is just for a season. Knowing that Jesus is preparing for us a permanent home. Last year when... We all started isolating, which they called social distancing. I I decided to, I needed to continue to up my Bible memory. And one of the verses I said, you know, I really need in this season is Romans 8, 18. Paul is reminding the Romans to keep an eternal perspective. And he, he says in this to the Romans, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. He went on to talk about how all of creation is longing for Jesus to be revealed, how like the earth is crying out ready for Jesus to come back. A few verses later in Romans 8, 25, he says, but if we hope for that which we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. We don't have it yet, but we know it's coming. We got our eyes fixed. And no matter what is going on, we can have hope knowing something better is coming. Paul wrote something similar to the Corinthians. He wrote to them, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And then he says this, so let us fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen, it's temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Come on, Jesus. When my car breaks down, I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. When a swarm of termites shows up in my basement, I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. When the exterminator shows up because of that swarm of termites in the basement, and I find out it's going to take my entire tax return to deal with that, I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. When my kids are fighting and I realize that the youngest has her third stinky diaper of the day, I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. Whenever any problems show up, I know that they're momentary. I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus. Because these problems, they are momentary. And over the years of being a pastor, I've seen how momentary our troubles are so many times, especially earlier on in ministry. I don't know how often, uh, a bunch of different times, I get calls and be like two o'clock in the morning and it's an emergency. You got to get here now. And it's like, okay, let me get out of 
get out of bed, put on my pants, see what I have to do to be able to drive there quickly. And I get there 15 minutes later and what the emergency is now, oh yeah, it's just a problem. 90% 90 of whatever the emergency was, was solved before I could even get there. Because a lot of times our, our problems are momentary. Not always, sometimes we go through things that have to last a long time. But in the grand scheme of things, our problems are temporary. So if our problems are temporary, let's fix our eyes on the eternal, knowing that God's got a better plan and he's got a better place for us and finding peace in that even when we're walking through our problems. The other thing having an eternal perspective does is it gives us a gospel urgency. So last week I had the opportunity to uh, talk with a bunch of different business leaders about CityWell. I always get the same couple questions. The one is why Coatesville? Why are you planning a church in Coatesville? And to be honest, I don't have a good answer. I, I, the best answer I can give is I like we felt a divine draw to this community. And actually, we spent a lot of time praying and talking to God about it because I wanted to avoid doing anything that could even look like we were dishonoring leaders who invested a lot in me. And they, they serve in this community. So why Coatesville? That's the best answer I can get. The other question I get is, does Coatesville really need another church? If I'm honest, it does not need another church. This community, just like pretty much every community across America, is saturated with churches. They don't need, Coatesville does not need another church. But what it does need is gospel urgency, the recognition that we need to get the word out about Jesus to as many people as possible. We need to figure out how can we equip people to get the message out? How can we light the fire and get it going to the community? And some of what we need to do is meet physical needs of people in the community as a springboard to opening the doors to gospel conversations. It's saying, okay, you have this immediate need right now. I'm going to meet that but I'm hoping it opens the door to a spiritual need, to answering our need for Jesus. Our mission is to glorify God by multiplying disciples. And I don't think you can multiply disciples in a Sunday school room nearly as quick as you can multiply them in a parking lot as you're serving people who are hurting, looking them in the eyes as you're trying to meet their needs. Especially when you hear stories like we did yesterday from one lady who came out of clothes from Anchored and she showed up and as she's leaving, she's, she's all but crying because she didn't have money and needed new underwear and she, she didn't know what else to do. So she had been praying to God for underwear. She's like, oh God, I just need some underwear. And she heard about the Anchored Outreach. She showed up. She was able to go through and they, we were able to provide her with exactly what she needed and exactly what she was praying for. And she's like, man, praise the Lord for this. That does something to spur our faith forward and say, you know, I need to get out and keep serving people, keep loving God and loving people. That disciples people. I think, though, if we don't have a gospel urgency, the, the need, the recognition that we have to share Jesus with people, then we are not truly growing in discipleship. There's so many great causes that can grab our attention. But when we have an eternal perspective, we recognize that the stakes are forever. So we get involved in the greatest cause there ever was. And we, we call it often in the church, the Great Commission, Jesus telling us that we need to go out and reach people and teach them to follow him. And there's different things that people find as their fuel 
for the continuing gospel urgency in their life. For some, it's a call from above. From others, it's a whisper from within. Others, it's the cries from beneath. And to be able to have a sustainable gospel urgency in our life, we should figure out what, what is it that's going to continue to fuel me to move forward to reach people with the gospel? What's going to stoke those flames in me over time? For some people, it's the call from above. It's recognizing that God calls us to reach people. You just, you read Acts 1.8 and it says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And you're like, okay, I get it. Jesus is commanding us to go and reach people. I heard his command. And if Jesus says, do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. And that's all it takes. It's the call from above other people. It's the it's a whisper from within, and that's just compassion. Do you recognize that the gospel brings hope? It brings people peace here in this world, and you want to see the people in your life have peace. So you're like, I'm going to share Jesus with them because I want them to have the peace I have in Christ. And that's a call from within. And then for, for others, it's a cry from beneath. Let's put this bluntly. It's, it's the fear that people you know, people you love, people you care for will die with and forever be separated from God and you could have shared the gospel with them. Cry from beneath is looking at Revelation 20, specifically verse 15 that says, if anyone's name is not written in the book of life, he will be thrown into the lake of fire. And that's talking about when Jesus comes back for his final judgment. Hell is a real place that real people go, real people we know and interact with every day. God called us to play a part in the epic rescue story for their souls. And for some people, the cry from beneath is the fuel that keeps us going. What's your fuel? Do you know? Now, having fuel is great, but we also need to have a plan to get where we're going. And this is simple to remember. You're saying, how can I continue to have gospel urgency? Prayer, care, share. Prayer, care, share. Pray, care, Share. Pray for those who you know who don't know Christ. What I do, I, I use an app called the Echo Prayer app, and I just have a list of people that I'm praying for constantly. I can set times of days and different things for their names to pop up for me, but praying regularly for those people, caring, caring, showing up, just being a loving presence consistently in their life. Maybe it's for your coworker, it's remembering her birthday, it's noticing when it looks like she's having a bad day. Maybe it's even knowing her kids' names and using them in conversation because most people don't pay that close of attention and then share. It's when the opportunities arise, share Jesus with people. Don't wait for them to ask. A lot of times we have this belief that we need to just wait for people to ask us about the hope that we have. Let's be honest, most people don't even know to ask about the hope we have. We should just initiate it out loud with words and it does not need to be pushy. The gospel doesn't need to be pushy. It's actually pretty easy to bring up the gospel, especially you're talking to somebody who's struggling with something. You can just say, hey, do you mind? Do you mind if I tell you where I find hope when I have a bad, hard time? Boom, you're in. They just gave you permission to share the gospel with them. Other times the Holy Spirit will be like, now is the time. Right now is the time. And you're in conversation and you're like, I cannot find an easy segue. Sometimes it's awkward. What we do then is ask, admire, admit. Ask them. Ask them. Just be like, hey, Susie, I know this is weird. I know we don't usually talk about this. What do you believe about God? Bam, conversation started. And yes, that's awkward, but Susie's probably going to tell you what she believes about God. And while she tells you, you can listen. 
You can listen because there's two things you're going to do with the information she shared. One's you're going to find something you can admire about it. And the other is you're listening to know, okay, what does she already believe about the gospel? So you can build on that. But you're listening for something you admire. And let's be honest. A lot of people, when we listen to what they believe about God, we hear it and go, hmm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, you're way off base from what scripture teaches. Don't say that. Don't say that. What you can do is find something to admire. Maybe, maybe Susie believes that all paths lead to God and you're like, oh man, that's not true at all according to scripture. But she also believes that you should be a good person and you should treat people well. Well, that's admirable. It doesn't, according to scripture, have saving power, but you can still admire her for it. Something simple as like, man, yeah, I, I have seen the way that you, you all do treat people really well. And I've, I admire that. I love that about you. Now, after you admire, that's your opportunity to admit. It's an easy segue. Do you mind, mind if I tell you what I believe about God? Unless something like 90% of people, and I made that stat up, I don't have real stats on that, but most people will listen because you listen to them, they're gonna listen to you and they're gonna treat you with respect and you have an open door to share the gospel with them. You have what you need to be somebody who lives out gospel urgency here on this earth as you fix your eyes on Jesus. You don't need to wait for the people you care about to stand before God to bow their knee. You can, you can be a part today of helping them choose to do it now instead of waiting for that. And every week we point people to Jesus. We, use the, we point people to the gospel. I, I still, I love the gospel acrostic. The G-O-S-P-E-L, God created us to be with him. Our sins separate us from God. Sins cannot be removed by good deeds. Paying the price for sin, Jesus died and rose again. Everyone who trusts in Christ alone has eternal life, and that life starts now and lasts forever. Let me ask you today, does that make sense? And if it does, what's holding you back from fully trusting in Jesus? Now, maybe you've already put your faith and trust in Jesus. Let me ask you some other questions. What's holding you back from finding peace through an eternal perspective? One more. What's holding you back from joining in the greatest cause in all of history? And that's sharing Jesus boldly with your community. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, we give you praise. We thank you that we know the end of the story already. We know that you win. We know that one day every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess. I give you praise that I know that majority of people watching have already chosen to bow and to confess you now. And I pray if there's anybody listening who has not made that decision that you move in their hearts and minds today. I pray that you give us an eternal perspective where we, our hearts break for our community, where we want to be obedient to you, we want to give, be compassionate to those around us, and we worry about the eternal destiny of those we care about. And we boldly declare the gospel. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, thank you for joining us today. Don't forget, next week is Easter Sunday. We, we'd love for you to help share the word about that on social media and with your friends. And... If you're interested in the Easter at home kits, uh, we can get you some of the supplies. They'll just text us in 610-590-8550. We'll get you more information 
about that. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.